It's February, the shortest month in the year. From other quarters, I hear that this is the month people gossip the least. <laughs> But that's not our calling. Far be it. You probably have new goals this month. All the best as you do your part to achieve them, to make them a reality. Our growth journey continues as we learn to wait. This week, a neighbor blessed us with a small and precious gift of a stone with the following sentence inscribed upon it. God has his own way of choosing his instruments. We pray that God would choose us every day. We're still on our day-by-day -day hymn journey. Welcome to the ninth podcast, where mundane meets mastery. Coming to you from the northern hemisphere of the beautiful continent of Europe. I am your host, Beryl Aseno Nyamwange. Hey, come to the arena where the little things are the big things. Where everyday living is the best life. Where everyday has something worth highlighting. Where boredom is taken to the boardroom of the mind and comes out bearing rich thoughts that build heart's walls. We speak potential. Inspiration, edification, eat the pie. Taste the sweet and savory in the world of words and growth. Here we are becoming. Proverbs 16.23 says the sweetness of the lips increases learning. Today our quitting is on kneeling love. I tell you, this is real. We were just watching the story of how this couple built their home using shipping containers And part of the story was when the man proposed to the lady. We saw the man kneeling down and I thought, yep, today I'm sharing on kneeling love as I had planned since last week. So there's such a thing. And of course, my mind ran back quickly and joyfully to when Joe knelt down and asked me smilingly, will you marry me? And I said a big yes. We say yes to each other every day. Quitting as kneeling love. Last week, we spoke about quitting a sitting love. I won't go into explaining what I shared. Feel free to go online and listen. So it's time to move from sitting to kneeling. This is not about prayer. Prayer is extremely important, but this podcast today is not focused on prayer. You have seen marriage proposals and how diverse and beautiful each one of them is. Some are pleasant surprises, while some are planned together between the engaged couple. I'm yet to see one, though, where the man did not kneel down to ask for the lady's hand in marriage. Why do men kneel to propose for marriage to a lady, and that just one knee is enough? Kneeling, according to some little research I did in European history, has been a sign of supplication, of humility and servitude. In the olden days, knights knelt before their lords to receive honors, and surrendering armies knelt before their conquerors. Kneeling to a woman you are going to marry may be part of the same thing, a request for her favor, and a physical demonstration of loyalty and surrender. I have seen some women in other cultures kneel too. So why is quitting kneeling love today? I want you to join me in envisioning this. Come with me to the mountain. You are walking at the foot of a high mountain. You come to a stop right there. Your eyes are lifted up. The pinnacle of the mountain is way up there. You can't, in your own strength, reach it. But you long to do so. You look around you, 
And the temptation is to go round and round the mountain. You realize that those rounds just make you tired and you don't achieve anything. You want to get to the top. There's something precious there just for you. But how? How do you get there? Envision this. Suddenly, your eyes are lifted up to the top from right where you are below. You spot a strong and muscular figure standing. For a moment, he's looking around his environs. You call on him. Help! He hears you. He comes to the edge of the pinnacle at the mountain top. He stretches forth his long and strong, steady and firm hand. He opens his mouth, hands outstretched, and you hear his deep voice say to you, Come. You wonder how you should come. Take the first step, he urges you. You're afraid. You hesitate. You fear rolling backwards. He's still standing, and he's still saying, Come. You finally gain the confidence to start your first climb. He changes his position. He's no longer standing and scanning around. He's bending. He bends low because he wants to help you. His focus is now on you. As you stretch your leg muscle and grip parts of the mountain with your hands, you realize you're making progress. You are moving. And he's there, just like he promised. He urges you on and on. Come. You keep coming. You get to a point on the steep trail where you are not able to go it alone. You realize you just can't. Then it dawns on you. He's not speaking. He is silent. But he is this time round the one moving. He's coming toward you. You can't move. He stretches out his hand and pulls you over. Now you are walking together up the mountain. All your fears are gone. All your attempts to climb were successful even though you hesitated. All his power to bring you to the top is proven true. He's just the help you needed. Just when you needed him, he was there. Quaiting as kneeling love. While we wait for the things we desire, we sometimes find ourselves running helter-skelter for solutions. Sometimes we're still and helpless, not knowing what next step we ought to take. The kneeling I want to talk about today is related to quitting mountain that surrounds you or that you are surrounding, roaming around, hoping for a safe and sure passageway to the top. Is there a lover to rescue you? A helping hand, perhaps? A proposal? The giant of uncertainty is looming in front of you. This giant is immovable, or so it seems, compared to your small stature or little strength. The giant of fear is crippling your steps. This giant is quick to walk ahead of you, blocking the slightest entrance that brings in the light of hope, or so it seems. The giant of Waimi is choking your throat. Nothing good comes out of your heart anymore. It is the negative voice of Waimi, Waimi, Waimi that is loudest in your heart. You have started to compare your life with that of others, and you seem to be falling off your mountain. You start to climb and then the voices shout in your head and scare you to death and you roll back like a log of wood back to where you started from. Where is the help? Envision the mountain. Envision kneeling love. A steep mountain is not climbed walking straight. It just won't happen. You must bend your gait to accommodate the steepness you are trying to conquer. You ask, 
Why is my mountain of waiting so steep? If it was straight, you wouldn't be able to climb. Why is the pinnacle so high? If it were low, your vision would not see beyond the horizon. Why is the base of the mountain so wide? If it were thinner, you'd waste a lot of time trying to figure out new ways of climbing, when yet all you need is to look up and start with the first step. Quitting as kneeling love. Once you start the climb, you will notice the pains in your joints. Oh, let the muscles of faith grow. Once you start the climb, you will notice that your head must often be lifted up to see where you're truly headed. Oh, let the vision expand. Once you start the climb, you will notice that your heartbeat palpitates more. Oh, let the fear be breathed out and hope find her beats with each step. What are you waiting for? Kneeling love. You're bent in your gait. In fact, at some point in your climb, you stop and hold on to your knees. If the knees were unable to bend, you would get nowhere. It is the bended knee that enables you to take that next step. What are you waiting for? A child? Business opportunities? School? Profits? Health? Investment opportunities? Healing? Wisdom? A promise to be delivered to you? Go back to the vision of climbing the mountain. I want you to take notice of three things. Number one, you realize that the first step was totally up to you to take. Number two, you realize that at some point you couldn't move without help. And number three, you realize that once the help you needed was available, you quickly got to the top. Three lessons on quitting as kneeling love. Number one, that first step that was actually totally up to you to take is what I call preparation. Number two, that point where you couldn't move without help is what I call perseverance. And number three, that needed help that became available, quickly getting you to the top is what I call purpose. Preparation, perseverance, and purpose. Let's talk about preparation. We prepare for school, we prepare for work, we prepare for family, we prepare every day for something. The process of preparation calls for decluttering if it's a space you're thinking of. It calls for planning if it be a project you're working on. This process calls for decision making in several major and minor steps. Preparation is not a one-day agenda. It is a daily matter. And when you are ready, you somehow get to know because it's time to move to the next step. Preparation calls for envisioning the future you're looking forward to. You can't ignore preparation if you want the outcome to look a certain way. Preparation, like climbing the mountain from the foot, is a step-by-step process. How are you preparing as you wait for your desire to be fulfilled? If it is a child, what steps have you taken to bring this dream to come to a reality? Do you hear the divine voice urging you to keep waiting and trusting in his perfect timing? Are you at peace with that or you are set to find man-made solutions that go against divine ethics? What other ways has your creator urged you to pursue? Take the step from the bottom of the mountain where you are. This is not the time to look around the mountain, but to look up to its pinnacle. I think of David who said, I look to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. 
if it is a job? Have you prepared through personal development of your skills? Are you waiting for that top-notch relative to fix you up? Huh? Whose are you? That you must rely on a man or woman of title to solve your problem. Whose are you? That you are tempted to give a bribe to get that position. You are more precious than the trade of sin and vice. Take the step. Be determined to sleep hungry if you must, but on a clear pillar of conscience. He feeds the sparrows too. Take the step. Do your honest part. Look up to the supplier of all your needs. Act your part. If it's an investment, have you identified the property you want to grow your monies on? Have you made the necessary calls and connections to know the value of what your eye is fixed upon? Think about how you will treat your workers when that investment grows and you need more hands to help you. Take the next step. Remember the source who gave it to you and faithfully return the vows you made. If it's profits, have you thought beyond addition of profits to how you can multiply the increase? Are you building the empire of covetousness and wildliness or one of justice and love for others? Profits come with opportunities. Take advantage of the opportunity to build others up. Take the step. Quantify your figures and give to a cause that benefits humanity. If it's a relationship, how much time have you put in to sow the seeds of understanding, communication, patience, and love? Take the step. Go for that pending reconciliation, that forgiveness that has collected the dust of fear for a while now. Put pride low and ask for peace. You will get it. Preparation calls for taking the first step. It comes with some hesitation, but this you must break through in order to seek that beautiful revelation mid-mountain before your final destination at the pinnacle. So take time to think about how you are preparing. Write it down. At the base of the mountain, you choose. You choose to move up. The hand of the mighty one is at the pinnacle up there. But this part, he won't do it for you as you expect. He has given you ounces of faith to propel your foot to move. Move. Step forward. Go up. He's waiting. The climbing continues. And now you realize you're mid-mountain. And there, you cannot move without help. This is where you need the second principle of quitting as kneeling love. What is it? Perseverance. What is perseverance? Perseverance is the persistence in doing something despite the difficulty. Continue to envision your bending knees on the steep climb. Perseverance is needed here greatly. You know how difficult it was to start the first step. Now this step is a bit harder. Two things can happen. You can choose to climb and when you see it getting so hard, roll back smoothly all the way down to the foot of the mountain and forget it all. Or... You can choose to keep climbing, though you may feel alone. But this journey is not about loneliness. Isn't there a reason for the climb? If there is, then you will keep going because at the pinnacle is not only something, but someone great. This is the point in the quitting journey where you realize, I can't do this on my own. I need help. This is the point of surrender. It is where you put down all your plans and scan them carefully. It calls for humility and patience. This is the point where you realize your own emptiness and how you can't fill yourself. Or if you try, if you try to, you will be fooling yourself. 
This is the point of surrender where the unruly child is beyond your control and you must ask deep questions. It is the space where your job is no longer satisfying and you're looking for an alternative that is not coming forth at your speed or your job is not satisfying, but you will to pursue it knowing who your boss is. This is when your investment goes sour and you have lost money or you have so much and the temptation to waste is much more. This is where your profits are not growing and you wonder if it's worth another day at the business or the profits are more than you expected and you're careless about the giver now that you seem to have conquered. This is where your relationship is so sour. You are at the point of vomiting yet you wish to stay alive or... It's so good and you're giving credit to the strategies you have used as opposed to the creator who made you and the one you love. Perseverance. Then you start to look up more often and you see that man, the man you saw walking around the pinnacle of the mountain. And then he saw you and went down on bended knee to offer you his help. This is the man that kept you hoping at the foot of the mountain when your foot could not move for fear. This is the man who is now saying, my hand is stretched out. Stop looking at the circumstances. See my providence. You are not alone. I made you for a purpose. This is the man who has noticed how difficult it is for you to keep moving. Either pride and fullness of bread or poverty and questions are on your side. So he has come to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. He has come to meet you so that you can continue the journey to the top together with him. To empty you of self and fill you with himself. The process is painful, but perseverance is key. That holding on that won't let go because you know who holds you and goes forward with you, quaking as kneeling love. You bend your knees as you climb. He bends his to meet yours at your point of helplessness and inability to move according to his will. And lastly, you are at the point where the needed help is fully available. You're getting to the top. Principle number three, purpose. If you did not have purpose in mind at the foot of the mountain in your quaking as kneeling love, you would be wrong. There's a reason why the pinnacle, though hard, remained attractive. There is something up there for you. And that is why you have come this far. It's in your heart and you need to achieve it. Purpose. That man is Jesus. The one who has helped you to where you are today. He has a purpose. The man Job, the righteous man who suffered in all ways possible says, I know that thou canst do everything and that no thought can be withholden from thee. In other versions, it says, no plan of yours can be thwarted. Did you spot that? You, oh God, can do everything. So he has done everything to bring you this far to the pinnacle because he promises, I know that thou canst do everything. He promises, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He promises, I am with you to the end of time. Why have you come this far? Because you have a purpose. It is that moment then for you to pause and ask yourself, what's my purpose? Why am I here? What value am I adding to life? Where am I going? Who's going with me? How do I know that I'm getting there? What voices am I listening to? 
In what ways am I gifted? How have I employed those gifts to glorify the giver and to benefit fellow humans? How can I tell that I'm on a growth journey? What is curtailing my progress? How do I ensure consistency on my charted path? What is my story? Oh, remember he promises, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Do you believe that? In your quitting as kneeling love, keep climbing. At some point, he too bends low to beckon you. Come, come to the journey of preparation. Load your suitcase of success with perseverance. Let him define your purpose for you and follow through. A mundane life is careless. It sees no need to prepare. A mundane life is hurried. It misses out on the benefits of delayed gratification. A mundane life is without purpose. It does what feels good, not what pleases God. In your quitting, preparation and perseverance will lead you to the fulfillment of the divine purpose for you. Kneeling love takes two, you and him. Today, he's proposing to you, will you be mine? Will you be mine? Until next Wednesday, goodbye.